Lisa, for joining me today on the Wave Capital's guest speaker series on relationship building in a team environment. You're my 28th guest. Thanks so much, Lisa, for joining with me today. Great. Thanks so much, Garrett. I appreciate you having me and, um, and interested in talking to you more about the foundation and, and you know, building relationships through the uh, foundation's network. Absolutely, Lisa. I'm so excited for this conversation. Uh, when you think about relationship building in a team environment as it pertains to the TB12 Foundation or throughout your professional career's journey, what does relationship building mean to you? It, for me, it's, you know, you have two or obviously in many cases more individuals or organizations that have mutually beneficial goals and you know they're working together um, to attain a certain level of success, but they also have certain qualities that demonstrate that they value the relationship as well. Um, that's that's really what I think about in terms of you know building a relationship. In thinking of the certain qualities, um, you know, there's a number of them that that stand out, but just to name a few. I think transparency is really important, uh, consistent communication, and also accountability, right? Um, and, you know, when you start to build relationships by having conversations and you find commonality. So I think that can go a long way as well. And did you find that as well, um, you know, in your previous uh, role, um, as the executive director of the Doug Lee Jr. Foundation for Autism, you're in a similar role now with TB12 Foundation, you know, working with Tom Brady and his group. Talk to me about that experience and the experience you have now and how there might be similarities and there might be some differences as well. Yeah, I think it's in, in many cases, it's very similar, right? And, and you know, you're talking, um, in both cases of highly influential people, uh, especially in, in certain areas. And, you know, one, one thing that I want to understand when I'm um, especially first starting out and learning about somebody else or another organization is, is what is their motive, right? Especially when you're working with highly influential people. And sometimes you can tell right away. And other times it takes a little bit uh, longer to kind of discern what that motive is. So, you know, I think it's also important not to just rush into something, you know, whether it's a partnership or collaboration. Uh, I think that you usually, I know that I typically, you know, get to that point where I have that gut feeling that the rewards are going to outweigh any, you know, any risks. Um, but, you know, whether it was the, with the Ludi Foundation you know, when I was there for over 18 years, or now with the TB12 Foundation, right, you're, um, you're finding and working with organizations that have a mission, you know, your, your mission aligns, right, and they are, again, willing to um, be authentic, you know, they, they, they come at it and come into the relationship as being authentic, uh, as well, and not, um, you know, trying to, uh, take advantage, I think of each other is, is one thing as well. So again, you know, you're, there's very similar, um, 
the, the process is very similar with both organizations. I think the, um, you know, for example, with Flutie Foundation, we also did a lot of advocacy in within the autism community. And it was very important for us to work with partnerships and, and existing coalitions because we also felt that we could definitely make a bigger impact together, right? As opposed to us trying to take on everything, you know, whether it was different services or, or advocacy, but if we worked with other partners and on, on similar goals, we could definitely make a bigger impact than trying to do it all by ourselves. Um, the difference I would say is the, what stood out to me right away with the TV 12 foundation is that the, you know, it's structured a, a little bit differently in that it's, it is more of a service organization and relies heavily on the, you know, affiliated for-profit TV 12 to provide those services and resources where with the Flutie Foundation, um, they're primarily a grant-making organization, right? So you're um, not relying on sort of the for-profit for the uh, for the services and resources. Yeah, and that makes total sense. I mean, you have two iconic, legendary football players, and they're leading these organizations and rely on people and professionals such as yourself, who come in with a extraordinary amount of skill sets, being able to carry out a certain mission, galvanize the people, and the energy uh, to utilize that for the greater good, you know, to be able to influence and impact all the people who are your target audiences to utilize the services, whether it's a TB12 or in the case of, from an advocacy standpoint, when you were at the Doug Flutie Foundation, uh, to be able to carry out that mission as well. Did you always want, you know, growing up, did you always want to get into this line of work, maybe as early as your college days or early professional days? You know, what led you to uh, the Doug Flutie Foundation, and you know, after 18 years, what a remarkable career! What did you see in the TB12 Foundation where you felt, wow, from a relationship building standpoint, um, I can definitely, definitely make an impact on this organization? It was definitely by chance. It it wasn't something I had thought about um, before college or even after college. I went to law school, so you know, uh, from middle school, my, you know, my aspirations were to be a sports lawyer. And I also grew up loving sports or, you know, watching a lot of sports, uh, football in particular. And that was just, you know, something my family did. So I grew to, to love, again, just sports and being around it. I, um, once I graduated from um, college, I you know was working just in a housing investment company in Boston and ended up quitting um, that full-time job to intern for a sports marketing firm. And there, um, I had a great opportunity to to really build my network and, and meet a lot of different people. But they ended up, I was helping out with the football division. I ended up being hired and was there for over a year. And then they 
decided to um, eliminate the football division that I was in. And I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go in. I knew I didn't necessarily want to be, you know, what you'd call your typical lawyer working at a law firm 80 hours a week. You know, I wanted to figure out a way to stay in sports. And I, I became familiar with the Flutie Foundation through um, this marketing firm because uh, his agent was there and he actually had started the foundation, Doug Flutie, when I was um, working with this agency. So, you know, I was able to follow it and just in the right place at the right time. And they were looking for someone to run the organization um, full time. It had started as a donor advised fund. So I sort of um, took that opportunity. Again, knew nothing about nonprofits, definitely nothing about autism. And uh, it was a crash course. I, I learned learned quickly. Uh, I think just having the um, the skills that I learned from law school were very helpful. Um, so even though I never actually ended up practicing law, I, I do think that it was uh, very valuable for me. And then after 18 years, you know, I was there um, for quite a while and felt that I, you know, made some good progress, but I was, um, you know, really looking to move on and work with other organizations as well. So, you know, I did some consulting for a couple of years and, um, and part of that was into, into COVID and, uh, but even prior to, to the pandemic, I did some consulting with the TB12 Foundation and, you know, it, it aligns really well with my um, beliefs because I'm, you know, just uh, you know, from my, from my, I get it from my mother, but just very much into sort of the holistic approach and trying different things and eating healthy. And, you know, I've, you know, since I can remember, have always had my water bottles with me and we're, and uh, stay hydrated. So it just seemed to fit well. And I happened to reach out in 2020 uh, to the CEO who I, uh, for the, the CEO at the time who I had a connect, happened to have a connection with, uh, with the Flutie Foundation. And you now they were looking for someone to, to come on board um, as really the first uh, employee for the TB12 Foundation. So again, sort of just jumped um, to that opportunity. And, you know, so now it's been over two years and, and, you know, really amazing for me to be able to see the success and from the, a lot of the scholarship recipients. And, and I, you know, it's very exciting to watch some of these kids and the transformation and, and not just kids and, and athletes, but also members of the military, individuals with strokes. And, you know, it's uh, really rewarding and, and, um, helps me stay focused on the mission as well. So that's that's how I ended up here and um, and definitely enjoying it. Well, that's excellent because again, you, you know, demonstrated, you know, your skills at a mastery level, you know, working with a lot of different people from all walks of life as a part of the Doug Flutie Junior Foundation for Autism and people, countless people across this world are unfortunately inflicted with such a unique and widely known, but unique in its own right, um, type of ailment as, as autism is a type of illness that does severely impact, you know, people's abilities to 
you know, function at the highest levels on a daily basis. So you were, as you mentioned, getting a crash course uh, in nonprofits. And before I ask you about what are your day-to-day roles and responsibilities, you know, within your executive director title at TB12, talk to me and educate our audience on what was your day-to-day like at the Doug Moody Jr. Foundation and, you know, what you had learned about autism and and then we can transition over to what your day-to-day is like specifically at TB12. I will say they're very similar uh, in, in both cases, starting, you know, really almost from the ground up. Um, again, both organizations were in existence when I came on board, but in a very um, startup role. So at the Flutie Foundation, I think I mentioned before, it was created as a uh, with the donor as a donor advised fund. And, you know, I realized quickly that um, there was so much uh, more that the foundation could do if it was out on its own as a separate 501c3. And after a year of, you know, helping to build up the grant program and um, raise funds, you know, took the initiative to start that process and with the Fluties and um, the, uh, the treasurer of the foundation and took it out of, again, the donor advised fund and create a separate 501c3 and built it from there, again, just through events um, and, and programming. And, you know, the one thing I, I definitely learned over the years is you have to be flexible and willing to pivot and change. I mean, we got to a point where we said, okay, we need to, um, we need to revise our mission statement. You know, when I first started, I can't remember the exact age, but I think their son Dougie might have been seven years old. You know, when I left, he he was in his twenties. So needs change, and and the you know the Fluties realized that, and we realized that okay, we want to be able to also help adults. Um, and before we left, uh, or I'm sorry, before I left, I um, helped uh, create uh, again. It was um, sort of a separate entity, but in employment opportunities for people with autism. And so we had them coming in to the office and developed partnerships with various businesses, um, you know, to to provide employment for a number of uh, individuals with autism. So again, just being um, willing to sort of pivot and not being so uh, structured in the sense that, you know, you're not willing to see that the needs change and the, the needs of families change over the years. Um, so, and, and, and it's not obviously just affecting the individual. There's so many needs for the other, for the family members as well. So whether that's, you know, respite for the caregivers um, or helping the siblings to feel included and in, in making sure that they're involved and have programs uh, for them as well. So all of that was really important. And then with the TB12 Foundation, again, it, it has been around since 2015. But at the, you know, for those first um, five years or so, it was run by um, volunteers at, on the TB12 sports side. And um, they did a great job of building up the scholarship program. Um, but it's really hard to 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 be sustainable and, and um, grow um, when you don't have someone focused on 
moving it forward and making progress on a regular basis. So, you know, that's when they recognized the um, idea that, you know, someone, they wanted to bring someone into um, to focus and help bring that. So I'm again, doing very similar things and, you know, it's a public charity. So of course we're working on raising funds and we have different events and we're very involved, for example, with, uh, you know, we get charity bibs from for the Boston Marathon and New York City Marathon and raise a, a lot of money that way as one example. You know, in the meantime, there's, um, you know, building our board of directors and the infrastructure and the governance. Um, as our revenue grows, you know, we're, we now have to required to do internal audits. And um, that's another <laughs> very long and sometimes painful process, but necessary, of course. And, and then obviously the programs, um, you know, we aren't just doing a scholarship program now we're doing and working on a number of uh, different community partnerships in various areas where the TB12 centers are located. And you mentioned the U.S. military, uh, you don't necessarily, or a person does not necessarily have to be a former collegiate or professional athlete to be able to subscribe to the TB12 methods. And from a foundation standpoint, how do you complement what TB12 does? And I know that when we first met, you were preparing, or in the early days of us meeting, you were preparing for the Boston Marathon. So I know that's one of your major events, which you were so excited to tell me about. And I'm so glad to hear that it was a major success. And when you think about now, just in recent weeks, the Pinellas County school system, and I'm from the Tampa area, so I'm very familiar with Pinellas County, that I believe it's the first school system in America that's going to be adopting the TB12 method. So talk to me all about those exciting milestones that TB12 is reaching. I know that look, they're looking to expand to different locations across the country. So how does the foundation also play an integral part and from a relationship standpoint, from a relationship building standpoint, uh, in all these milestones? Yeah, uh, Pinellas County Schools, uh, that partnership is really exciting for us. And it, it's a great example of uh, building relationships and working within a team environment. And that relationship started with, you know, myself having conversations with Pinellas Education Foundation. And it grew from there. And, and, you know, initially we talked about different programs they they have that exist now and how we can fit into that. And then it moved towards thinking more outside of the box and trying to find a way that we could impact even more students. So we have a couple of programs here in Massachusetts where I'm located, you know, our, uh, our Brockton program where students visit the, the Foxborough Center once a month and get the full Georgia TB12 method experience um, for free. And then we also work with a group of uh, students from Malden High School right outside of Boston who visit the Boston Center. And I quickly realized that, you know, there, um, there really isn't a way to duplicate what we're doing with those two schools down in Florida because of the way the, the districts are set up and they're so much larger. And so again, we had to think sort of outside of the box and, and decide, you know, how do we move forward um, and being able to help students and 
um, in the area, but at a in a way that benefits um, that community the most. And so you have the you know Pinellas County Schools, which is the 26th largest district in the nation. The Pinellas Education Foundation. You have the found the TB12 Foundation, and then you have TB12 Sports and you know, none of this would happen without our amazing body coaches at TB12 Sports and the corporate staff who are dedicated, you know, to providing the services and resources to make this happen. Uh, and then, you know, the, in the foundation's role in this particular case is uh, for, you know, sort of bringing everybody together and, and helping to, to um, monitor and manage this process going forward, but also covering the costs for all the equipment. Um, for for um, you know this first year, there's ten pilot schools participating. So again, it's just um, a great example of four different partners or entities coming together to be able to impact thousands of students. You know, the goal is you know once we see what the results are and um, from these ten pilot schools from the school year, it would roll out to the full district. And that would impact over 10,000 students a year. So, uh, you know, as word has grown about that particular um, initiative, other schools and school districts from across the country have, have definitely reached out and asked, you know, how, how can we get this in uh, our school as well? So, you know, people are recognizing, you know, you, obviously you have the, the brand in, in Tom Brady's name. You know, in this particular case, they're right there. They're in near the you know in the Tampa area, um, but it, it was so much more uh, than that. They really prioritize health and wellness within this particular school district. So that obviously was important from a um, from our perspective and something that was apparent um, pretty quickly. And they've also had a lot of success in building other programs. Um, you know, with the help of the Pinellas Education Foundation. So we were able to see that they have the resources, they have the credibility, and they're, um, you know, interested in, in scaling that and willing to share that with other uh, districts across the country. And because you were previously, which by the way, uh, before I ask my next question, I mean, I believe it's truly, I think it's truly remarkable what TB12 and at the foundation level both have accomplished and how synergistically the foundation and the TB12 brand work so well together. And it speaks to your leadership and Tom's leadership and the whole organization's leadership to reach so many children and also children who might be at risk or children who might have special circumstances like autism or, or other, you know, lifelong conditions. So from that perspective, going back to my next point, having worked at the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism, I would imagine, but I don't want to speculate, so perhaps you can provide any um, clarity uh, or further insight on this but how many children are you impacting? I don't know if there's a certain percentage or a certain number that you are aware of, but I would imagine whether children who have autism or other type of 
conditions, they're being impacted positively too, because it's so important that they are engaged in health and wellness and doing things that are very much healthy to improve or try to improve their lives every day. Yeah, that's a really um, interesting and important question. And I don't have, you know, the exact numbers for you, but it is, you know, this is very um, inclusive. And I know those questions came up with the the Pinnell staff who are integrating the curriculum and, you know, help develop it with the the help of the TB12 body coaches. So it's it's definitely something that, um, you know, most individuals can participate in one way or another. And, you know, and I know that because I know that the, the TB, there are TB12 clients who have a number of different, um, you know, physical type of disabilities and are able to benefit tremendously from the various um, pillars of the TB12 method. So, you know, I'm, as a result, I've recently just had, um, conversations with uh, the juvenile diabetes organization down in Florida. And I I know that, um, you know, others, um, again, whether they're, they may have been a stroke victim and are having trouble walking or um, have um, cerebral palsy or others type of disabilities and have benefited tremendously. So I think as these programs roll out and we're able to take a look at the the numbers and the demographics of the individuals who are participating, uh, we'll be able to see and you know, and obviously measuring those results as well as we as we go forward. So um, again, just based on those clients that in scholarship recipients that we've uh, benefit that have benefited from the TB12 method, we know that it's going to be just as beneficial for all those students as well in Pinellas County and other areas of, of um, the country as well. Absolutely. And everybody is, you know, taking a measured, you know, approach and wanting to, you know, adopt, I'm sure, certain new programs and doing it in a very strategic way and in a collaborative way, which is so exciting because you know that at the end of the day, you're helping so many children and you're helping whether they are at risk or you're helping, you know, people like you mentioned, people who have diabetes, people who have served in the military. Uh, talk about the relationships with the with the U.S. military, um, how that process is uh, going. Yeah, really good. Um, again, it, it's something that we're building up uh, in, in terms of the foundation. And, you know, we have identified a couple of partners, but I think one of uh, the best examples we have is, and, and then we this video is on our website as well, but a, a former scholarship recipient who was um, shot in Afghanistan, uh, I believe probably 11 years ago or so now, and really struggled with um, being able to get back to an active life, you know, he's wasn't he was obviously out of college. He's not looking to be a pro, and he just wanted to be able to be pain free and not, um, you know, have to be um, um, excluded from different events or you know, and not be able to enjoy his his family um, because he was in so much pain. And you know, he was referred to the referred to TB12 and um, eligible for a, a, a scholarship. And one of the things that he had said to his doctors before he had surgery 
you know, after he was shot is that, you know, one day I'm going to run a marathon and right. they, you know, were telling him, you're going to be lucky if you ever walk again. Mm-hmm. And he, he really struggled, but he found tremendous um, success and, and progressed fairly quickly with the, with the TB12, working with the TB12 body coaches. And, you know, it was really exciting to see um, that last year he, ran for, ran the Boston Marathon uh, for the TB12 Foundation and and raised money. So it was his his way of giving back. Um, and now he's able to, you know, enjoy his family life and continue to be active and stay healthy as a result of that. So we know that, um, you know, there are so many other uh, factors that that go into that piece. And, you know, mental fitness is, is definitely one of the pillars of the TB12 method. And I was fortunate enough to be referred to um, an organization out of Florida called Operation Healing Forces. And their focus is bringing um, special operation forces together with their spouses or partners and and building those relationships and making sure that they're healthy. And we're, you know, um, through combining forces and and offering the the TB12 um, services to some of their uh they have they do um spouse retreats and so that's that's one way that we can give back to 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 special operation forces warriors and those that have served our country um another example i was uh just recently and this goes to show the very important piece of the the relationship between the body coach and tb12 client and that's whether they're a paying tb12 client or a um, foundation scholarship recipient. Uh, we had, um, a, he was a student athlete, a baseball player that went to Mass Maritime Academy. And he um, was looking to, you know, he had been injured, had Tommy John surgery, and he was looking um, to recover, applied for a scholarship. And, you know, his goal when he first started was to be able to, you know, um, obviously, recover from the surgery, but also to become healthy enough to pass a military flight exam and commission into the U.S. Army uh, as an active duty aviation officer. And he was able to do that. And through that recovery process, he um, built a really good relationship with his body coach, who was, you know, also a mentor and a friend to him. So when it came time for him to be commissioned into the U.S. Army, he asked his body coach um, to actually um, to read the oath uh, uh, during the ceremony. So it was really, really neat to see that he was just so grateful that he was such a part of his recovering progress and he wouldn't be where he was at um, without his body coach. So he's now, you know, um, active duty aviation officer. So very excited. Well, I love hearing these anecdotes from you and it's truly inspiring and uplifting, especially with the relationships that the body coaches have with veterans or, you know, people who have been, you know, most inflicted with unfortunate pain or any type of stress or anxiety or just seeing combat and not knowing if they're going to be able to walk again or be able to utilize all of their functionalities of their, you know, their being, who you are as a person, you know, you're given the opportunity to serve your country and you do it so valiantly and patriotically and mightily. And it's wonderful that TB12 can be a 
uh, resource for these people. A few more questions that I had. What is it like working you know, with Tom as it pertains to the foundation? I know that one of the questions I had asked you offline not too long ago is how active is he in the foundation? So talk to me about that relationship that you have created, that building that relationship with Tom and him being able to, or he rather, um, overseeing TB12. Yeah, I, it, you know, Tom and Alex, who are both co-founders of T12 and, and the foundation, are very passionate, of course, about being able to share their success story and obviously very willing to help others, right, achieve their success, whatever that, or achieve their goals, whatever that might look like. So, you know, the foundation gives um, Tom and Alex uh, an opportunity to be able to uh, share that message with, you know, as the at-risk youth and members of the military and others, um, you know, who are looking to recover from an injury. So they, you know, anytime that they have an opportunity to to do that, um, they're willing to share their time and and whether it's talking, you know, um, you know, in this case between his football schedule and uh, COVID, it's it's mostly been by Zoom, but you know, sure. in conversations with the Brockton students and the Malden students and answering all of their questions very patiently and and sharing, you know, what he's learned. He just, again, he's so passionate about wanting to be able to help, help others. And he talks about that all the time, whether it's, you know, other NFL quarterbacks um, or the, you know, uh, um, uh, again, a member of the service or a high school athlete, you know, how can I help you? What, what, did I learn that can benefit you? Um, so that's, you know, uh, I think for the most part, how he's able to really contribute um, to the foundation. And then of course, you know, just providing encouragement as well and recording messages for our Boston Marathon team and, you know, getting them excited and, and ready to go before the marathon. Um, so different ways that he can, and, you know, obviously it's challenging right now with, um, you know, being, uh, an active uh, NFL player, um, but there are, you know, definitely a lot of different ways that he does participate and contributes, again, whether it's the program side or the fundraising side as well, so. Sure, you know. and everybody knows now about pliability, which is, a, I think, a game changer or disruptor, if you will, if you will in, in the fitness world. Yeah, 100%. It's just, you know, and, and he's always talking about if, 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 if I only knew this back in high school, right, or, you know, when and trying to change the culture of, um, you know, what what that means to be fit and, and healthy. Um, so that's, that's what he's trying to do is just to be able to change that culture and, and help people think outside of the box of as to what, um, you know, really can be beneficial and successful and depending again you know there's obviously a lot of hard work that goes into it you know and we always talk about that at tb12 it's not this magic pill that you take and you're suddenly like you know um this this great athlete or, or really healthy i mean there there's a lot of work um that goes into it and we know you know i think everyone knows tom has a, a very strong work ethic um, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's something obviously very admirable and, and can be transferred to in so many other different situations. Um, but that, 
piece of it is important too. There's, there's that discipline side of things. So, um, you know, it, it's, Absolutely. it's helping kids understand that. And, and he's good about communicating that as well. When he's talking to the, the student athletes that, you know, here, try these things, but you have to be consistent. You know, you have to do your, you know, use your roller on a, on a daily basis. You have to make sure you're constantly drinking water and eating healthy, you know? So, um, that, that's a big part of it. And that's what he's trying to communicate to, to everyone we serve. Well, he's an exceptional legendary quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, seven times Super Bowl winning champion quarterback and you know, he plays for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been a fan since 1996. So I'm so happy he came to Tampa, won us a Super Bowl, and I'm so excited to see where the season will lead. Yeah. Uh, a couple minutes that we have left, uh, Lisa, any final words, you know, for people who want to get into nonprofits, people who love relationship building and we about have about a, a minute, 50 seconds left. What do you love about your job? What do you love most about your job? And then we'll, we'll uh, depart from our interview. Yeah, I think that, you know, I, again, have worked mostly with smaller startup organizations, but what I do like is that I, I'm doing something different every day, you know, and, um, but it's also, uh, you know, cause so you're wearing many different hats, uh, especially as the executive director role, but I, I love working with the, again, the body coaches and the, the staff, they're just, it, they uh, volunteer their time so much and it's just, they just really want to help people and it's exciting and motivating um, for all of us, you know, uh, affiliated with the foundation to be able to just keep moving forward and build on that and impact so many more um, individuals. So that's just, you know, it just helps, right? When you're working with with people who are really passionate about what they do. And and I, I haven't met a body coach yet that that's not. So, um, you know, that, that part, again, is very exciting. And then the interesting part is always being able to, to, to do different things. And it's important to, I think, also be willing to learn, right? So always have, uh, have that humility and willingness to, to pivot and learn from others around you as well. And, and that's what I focus on doing. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I really enjoyed your time. Thank you so much for being my guest in the Wave Capital's guest speaker series relationship building and team environment. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.